Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. We open with a question we are kind of seeing a lot lately. Why are college acceptance rates declining? Huh. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast as we answer this question. So let's get right to it. Acceptance rates at top colleges and universities are dropping every year. Business Student, which is a business education website, reported that acceptance rates at the top 50 schools fell from 35.9% in 2006 to just over 22% in 2018. And those trends only seem to be accelerating since all the COVID stuff. However, the trend isn't universal either. The Common App reports that 73% of its 914 member institutions admit more than 50% of all applicants. This is up from 69% in 2014 and 15 school year. The craziest part of this trend is that the number of students enrolling in college has been steadily declining since 2010. How can declining enrollment fit together with lower acceptance? So we dig into the numbers to understand the phenomenon. Every student is applying to more schools. Okay, so the driving factor behind declining acceptance rates at top schools is actually the growth in the number of applicants at these schools, which makes sense. Top schools, which include major research universities and private liberal arts schools, are seeing a massive growth in the size of their applicant pool. While the number of people applying to college remains steady, the number of people submitting apps to many top schools is actually growing. So the ease of applying to selective schools may be part of the story, too. According to research from the Common App, an application used by over 1,000 member universities, the average number of schools a person applied to through Common App jumped 8% between 19 and 20, 2020, 2019 and 2020. And this was the highest individual growth year. But the trend towards every individual person applying to more schools has been a growing trend for years. In 2013 and 14, students submitted 4.63 college apps on average. In 2021 and 2022, that number grew to 6.22. Not every school is seeing these huge gains, though. Nearly three out of four colleges still admit more than half of all students who apply. However, the most selective schools are seeing more applications, and many of the applications are coming from top students. Top students, those with strong academic performance and high standardized test scores, are applying to more schools than typical high school grads. That means top schools don't have to accept such a high proportion of students to fill their incoming classes. Test optional accelerates the trend, too. Test optional refers to a trend where an applicant can decide whether to submit a standardized test score with their application. Historically, most schools do require students to submit either an ACT or SAT. Today, fewer schools require students to jump through that hoop. Most schools that have dropped the standardized test score cite improvements to the diversity of their applicant pool as the driving factor behind their decision. Cynics point out that dropping the test score requirement actually drives up the number of people applying, which gives schools the appearance of being more selective. Whatever the reason, test optional has undoubtedly led to more students applying to schools without a test score. In particular, the most selective universities are seeing more applications than ever before, 
While some universities took a test-optional stance as early as the early 2000s, most schools were forced to become test-optional during the 2020-2021 school year because of COVID, shutting down all the testing sites. Since that time, many schools have kept their test-optional status and students are submitting test scores far less frequently than they did before that pandemic thingy. Some schools have taken the test-optional trend a step further, too. For example, the California higher education system no longer accepts test scores as part of its application process. Top students looking to attend these schools, which include some of the most prestigious public universities, by the way, can no longer bank on those test scores to help them gain admission. Wow. Let's take a look at the top schools that are using wait lists to drive acceptance rates down. Every college wants to increase its yield, which is the proportion of admitted students who ultimately attend the school. Early decision, where admitted students must decide to attend by December, whether to attend the school or not. Top schools are also making use of wait lists to keep acceptance rates artificially low. <laughs> students put on a wait list are in a kind of a limbo status, if you will between accepted and rejected. Those who commit to their colleges will ask to be removed from the wait list, while those who remain interested stay on the list. Colleges fill up their incoming classes with waitlisted applicants if too few people who were originally accepted decide to attend. So the National Association for College Admissions Counseling, NACAC, reports that 43% of schools use these waitlists with 20% of waitlisted students ultimately gaining admission to the institution. However, the waitlist process offers an outsized benefit to selective schools. They can fill up most of their spots while maintaining a super low acceptance rate. If they need a few more students to fill a class, they can make target offers to qualified students who weren't originally accepted. Let's dive into this vicious cycle driving applications up and acceptance down. All right, so given the increasingly competitive landscape, students who want to attend a top school feel the need to apply to more schools to gain admittance to at least one selective school. At the same time, top schools are getting inundated with more top candidates than ever before. This vicious cycle could continue to drive applications up and acceptance rates down. But the story at the top schools isn't the story everywhere. NACAC reports that overall admittance, admittance rates are up from their 2012 lows, and most schools are fighting over fewer students who will ultimately enroll in college. So if you're a current high school student, you probably don't really need to worry that no school will accept you. Even average students can gain acceptance to less selective schools community colleges, which is a very smart move, and some selective schools. If you have your heart set on a selective school, you kind of need to be willing to play the numbers game. Without a systematic change to the college admissions process, you can't be assured of admittance to selective schools, even if you're a top student. That leaves you applying to a half a dozen or so schools, just in the hopes that one will let you in. But top students should remember that entry to a selective school isn't a guarantee of financial wellness either. You might want to consider less selective schools that offer more generous scholarships and grants to help you cover the cost of your undergrad education, which is only going to help you in the future when you're paying off less debt 
and everybody else is paying off the exorbitant debt. Does that make sense? So thanks so much for stopping by today and being a part of the show and listening. If you want to dive in a little bit deeper into this, you can find all things college applications, admissions, and everything at thecollegeinvestor.com. Also, if you have any questions, you can ask us directly on social media. Just follow us, search for us. We're everywhere at The College Investor. Don't forget the the, The College Investor, and you'll find us. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you again real soon.